0: blog talk radio I see it all the time they leave early in the morning and come back very late the curtains are always closed and there's so many people living in that house I know they look scared all the time it seems like he runs the show he's always talking for them Seems friendly enough though. I'm not even sure if it's the same people I saw last week. This doesn't make any sense. We have to tell someone. We need to report this. Modern-day slavery is happening in our own backyard.
1: Know the signs and join the Blue Campaign in the fight to end human trafficking. Call 1-866-347-2423 or go to www.dhs.gov slash bluecampaign for more information.
0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keyes. I'm your host, Joy Keyes. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Joy Keyes. Also on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Also, you can check the show out, all the archive shows on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google, as well as here at Blog Talk Radio. I also want to encourage you to email me. If you have any questions or comments, suggestions, email me at Saturdays with Joy Keys at hotmail.com. Well, this morning, woo! I got a firecracker for you this morning. You probably have recently seen her on Fox's series *Our Kind of People*. You maybe saw her on *Let's Stay Together*, or you could have seen her on *The Greenhouse Academy* or Showtime's *Shameless*. But this morning, she's here with me. I have Nadine Ellis. I believe this is her on the line. Hold on a second, here. Maybe. Hey, how are you, Joy? Good morning, Joy. Hi, good morning. Thank you for waking up early. I know you're you're on the West Coast, right? No, actually, I'm on the East Coast. Oh, okay, you're on the East Coast. Okay, good. Okay, well, it's still mm-hmm. early, depending on, you know, sleep late on Saturdays, get the brunch type of thing. So Perfect. thank you for being here this morning. <laughs> of <laughs> oh, course, wow. yes, yes, Your character, man. Ooh, she's like ice and hot, and you don't know what you're going to get when you see her walking down the street. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm we serious. gotta keep you on
0: your toes. We gotta you keep you on your to. toes. Yes. So you know, <laughs> yeah. I your parents are are Jamaican. So I know a lot of immigrant parents. They usually want their kids like be doctors and lawyers, um, you know, engineers or something. What did your parents say when you said you were going to be an uh, artist? You know they were very supportive. Uh, I, I really
1: I really hit the jackpot with the parent pool because they you know, I think their feeling was we're, we're leaving Jamaica, we're leaving our home to come to America so that our children have an opportunity to do whatever it is they want to do. And I think their whole thing was like, as long as you love it and as long as you're responsible you know, you, you find ways to be a responsible human being, they were on board. And, mm-hmm. and they, saw, they saw very early that uh, dance was a huge love of mine. And so, uh, and they supported it the whole way through. And, you know, even after I got out of high school, they said, listen, you can dance all you want. You're getting your degree. So you have something to fall back on. But, you know, again, their, their whole thing was like, if you love it, go after it, but you have to find a way to be responsible at the same time. And so as long as I
0: followed those two rules, They were fine with it. Yeah. Now, you just mentioned you were a dancer, and some people may not know. That's how Mm -hmm. you started out. You were actually on Aaliyah's last video. Can you talk to the audience maybe just about your experience with her, your interaction with her, and how that was?
1: Yeah. You know, um, that video, ironically, I was was added to that video pretty last minute. Um, They decided they wanted to kind of have – uh, they originally there were eight dancers and they decided they wanted to do a kind of a partnering thing. Fatima who was our choreographer decided she wanted to do this partnering thing. And so they needed another partner for uh, another dancer to be a partner with Aliya for this mirroring dance situation that we did. And
0: uh, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like the
1: last minute I wasn't originally available for the job. I was on hold for a commercial and then I was released from the commercial and kind of called back and was like, "Hey, remember that video?" And she was like, "Actually, we're adding one more person. Yeah, so let's you know jump on in." So, um, I ended up coming in, uh, you know, like really it was like I got the job. Like let's say it was a Sunday and Monday we started rehearsal. And
0: mm, and I, what okay. I do
1: remember about her, we rehearsed in a little a little rehearsal space in Burbank. Um, and I just remember her like, sitting with us, like, crisscross applesauce on the floor and, like, just mm. really wanting to know about us, right? She just had such a a a, a girly, like, a little girl spirit and really wanted right. to know about us. And sometimes you work with these artists and, um, you know, I've, I've luckily never had anyone be outrightly nasty, but generally – they are on the phone they're with their assistants they they have stepped out to go do whatever errands they need to do during the breaks she genuinely wanted to like be a part of the group and like wanted to know about us and it was just really sweet and that's how she was throughout the process cuz we rehearsed in in LA for a little bit then we went to Miami to shoot some of the green screen stuff and then eventually we mm-hmm. were um, on the on the island and so uh and that was just her who she was the whole way through like very sweet um and just very open. that sounds great
0: yeah that's like really you know such a beautiful story because like you said some people can be snobby or you know i guess divas or whatever and it's nice to hear that you know she was not that type of person now um right you have been been dating or marrying or <laughs> a lot of handsome men um i found out you were uh in a commercial with idris elva uh, for a, a, a Toyota commercial. Uh, now you're I kissing was. up on Mars chestnut. Uh, you were, I mean, like, okay, can you save some for us? Like, seriously, like, can we, like, can you just save a little bit for us? How was it working with Idris? Uh, what was that like? Because that's not a dance thing. How did you get hooked up with that commercial? Okay. Um, yeah. Well, ladies, dream boards work
1: is what I'll say. <laughs> number one. <laughs> number. <laughs> uh, number two. I was. I. It was literally just. Uh, you know, any actor in L.A. or New York or big city, Atlanta, Chicago. No, it's just like you know, you get called in for aud- auditions for commercials all the time, and so I got yeah. pulled in for an audition. And on the side, the, I remember the first, my first audition for that, it said, you know, Idris and and agents because we were playing like secret agents and um, mm. there's only one Idris. So I'm like, so I look at the, the woman at the call, the, the sign in and I was like, this is Idris, Idris? And she was like, yeah, it's Idris, Idris. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So
1: I signed in and a part of me was like, oh, okay, this would be really cool. But in, in the back of my head, you know, we all have that voice in the back of your head that that is always not necessarily fighting for you, you know. And so in the back mm-hmm. of my head, I was really like, girl, they are going to get a model, and it's going to be, yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to go in and have a good time. So I went in, and just, that's exactly what I did. I had a good time. And then sure enough, I got another call back, and then another call back, and I was like, wait,
0: what? Oh, I think she got uh, dropped the call, so we'll give her a second to come back on. If you guys have any questions, you can call in, 516-387-1745. Again, 516-387-1745. I'm going to have another uh, actor coming on, uh, William Jackson Harper, coming up in about a week and a half. So you want to check that out. That's going to be on the 18th of November uh, at 7 p.m. That's a weekday show, so it's an unusual time. But, uh, okay, here we go. Here she's back on. Let's see what happened here. Sure. Hey, Nadine, yep. you all right? Hey. Okay. Yeah, I lost you there for a so, second, yeah. So you got three so, in any case. for Idris, and, and yeah, then what I happened? Guess,
1: so that I get with the director, and there's a moment in time, I think other actors can feel this, when you're in the room and you're working with the director, and they're giving you adjustments, and they're giving you that look, and that look is like, yeah, I think this is the person. And he was looking at me like that, and I was like, is this
0: going to happen?
1: And then sure enough, ah! I booked it. And uh, awesome. I just remember we shot we shot three days on that job, and uh, it was me and Idris in a car. And I was like, "What's happening with my life?" It was amazing. He is beautiful and so uh, he's funny, and he's just like you know, he's everything you think he would be. And I just had to do my best to be professional and
0: to not say <laughs> any of the wrong things, <laughs> any of the wrong things, right? It. You know? Yes, yes. <gasps> oh my absolutely. god, absolutely. <laughs> crazy so now on the show you're, you're on the the fox show our kind of people you deal with so many issues um you deal with mental health issues you deal with physical health you deal with father daughter now on the show your father is played by like oh my god another icon that that you get a chance to work with joe morton he's like the the king of monologues that's what i want to call him like the king of monologues um how was it working with him um because you have a lot of scenes with him uh, in our kind of people
1: yeah again dream boards i mean that like what a gift to have joe morton on our show and uh for me to really have the pleasure of working with him as much as i get to he is um uh, he is so Incredible and truly like a university all on his own. He he just mm-hmm. comes in and he is finding every curve, every corner on the way down this mountain of our, you know, of our storyline. And what's really amazing for me is that I am playing Leah, his daughter, and who he, he's mentioned several times in the show that he's raised, you know, as like, as the heir apparent, right? He he, mm-hmm, is, he, is, mm-hmm. he is definitely preparing me to take on not only uh Franklin Holdings, which is our company, but the world, right? And he is teaching yes. me as we go, right? And so what's wonderful is that he does these amazing, as you say, these amazing monologues, these amazing moments. And I'm just sitting there figuring out what I can steal, because I can, right? It's like, I he is my yeah, father. Yeah. So I am just I'm mining for the stuff to kind of go. Yep, I've watched him do this my entire life, and you know, feeding in some of the inflection, some of the action, some of the tone that that we see Teddy constantly bring to the table. I, I really do get an opportunity to kind of just steal that for Leah as well, and kind of infuse all of that uh, within not only my scenes with him, but my scenes with my husband, with my daughter, with, uh, you know, and, and now we know with my sister. So so it's been incredible to watch him and to learn from him. And, uh, and what uh, that man is, is not only a machine, but he is mm. the most graceful artist. And he loves it so much. I think that's the other part that just kind of gives me goosebumps when I walk on a set and, we're sitting there and he comes over and says good morning and I'm like how did I end up here like I think that's what's <laughs> been the most amazing thing about my career that I keep saying like how did I end up here like you know it's like you know you put the work in you put the time in. as my parents always said you know love it and but make sure that you're responsible and you put the work and time in and um and you hope for the best and I, I'm so I'm so excited and so grateful that that work and that time and all the things that I kind of put into my career are just – have become so fruitful. I'm, I'm really grateful for all of it.
0: Now, you know, on the show, the father-daughter, like you said, he's grooming you and supposedly on the outside it looks like he's lifting you up and wants you to be on this pedestal, but he's also like a two-faced character. On the other side, he's like, you know, tearing you down at, you know – every which way and and, and trying to block you from actually take over the uh, company. But I noticed on your Instagram account, I think it was a Father's Day post or something. You posted something about your father and you talked like a really great father you had. What's a moment in your life that you can remember uh, that you and your father maybe had that was just really special for you?
1: Um, Well, there's one in, there's several, but one in particular um, is, well, first and foremost, let me just go back a little bit. Um, just in terms of the show, yeah, I think in in life, right, we all have um, we all have what we're aspiring to, and then we all have what the bat, like the demons we're battling, like along the, mm-hmm. along the way, right? And so Teddy really is really does want Leah to win, but because he's the fighter. He, he absolutely feels like, well, you're going to have to take it from me. Like, he's literally teaching me, like, it's never going to be easy, so I'm not going to make it easy for you. So I really do feel like right. he does want her to win, but he is, again, like he is the he is the boxing coach that's like, you better knock me out, because if you don't, <laughs> you're not getting it, you know. So that I'll yeah. say about that, uh, about the show. Um, personally, with my father, uh, who is such a nurturer and really – not the opposite of Teddy, but definitely all of uh, the the venom that we see sometimes on, on Teddy's side or
0: it
1: doesn't even exist in my father, I don't believe. But I yeah, remember yeah. Um, I'm the middle child of three. I have a, a younger sister and an older brother. And I remember we were dropping my sister, who is like a genius, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, okay. She graduated from Dartmouth. She graduated from Dartmouth with honors and went on to, uh, to Northwestern. And so she, but while she was uh, still in high school, she would get these um, summer programs, and we were dropping her off to Yale, and she'd fall asleep in the back. And so my father took this time to kind of go, well, listen, so, um, you know, you can't dance forever. And I said, yeah, no, 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 I know that. And he's like, so what do you think you want to do next? And I said, I think uh, I think I want to act. And I'd taken some classes in New York. I was still in New York at the time. And he went, okay, okay well, What are you going to do to make that happen? And I stopped and I thought and I said, I think I have to move to Los Angeles. And he went,
0: hmm.
1: And he kind of took a moment. And then he looked at me and said, so when are you leaving? And I was Hmm. just like, who are you and what have you done with my father? Because my father is definitely like. That very conservative man who, like, you know, don't leave the house unless you have to. Like, there's horrible things out in the world that will get you. You know, like, he's, he's very, <laughs> very, you know what I mean? My like, parents are very, those, like, homebody people. And so for him, of all people, to say that, I knew. Sometimes I do really believe that God is talking to you through people. And I knew that it right. was exactly what it was. And a, a week later, I reached out to a choreographer I'd worked with on uh, HBO Michael Jackson special That Never Happened and found out he was working on a show and they needed a couple of dancers. They were auditioning in LA for dancers. And he said, yeah, send me a video, anything that makes you look like Diana Ross. And I'm like, okay, great. And I'd done a show uh, on comedy, on comedy central where we kind of did a Tina Turner review. And so I sent that and about a week and a half later from that conversation, that choreographer Jamie King called and said you're you're hired so you you know we'll see you in a month because rehearsal was starting in a month so I could pack up my life and move across country and that's how I made my way to Los Angeles for a show called Motown Live and so that's kind of how my LA move started and that's how I really pulled the trigger on okay you know what I'm going to LA and I'm gonna actually make this acting thing uh, a dream this dream come true for myself. And so, yeah, that, that yeah, was all but my that's father. Like a great, sure.
0: But that's a great father daughter story because a lot of people, a lot of African-American children, are, you know, children of color don't have their fathers. They're in prison, you know, because of mass incarceration and, and all different types of things. And um, for you to have a positive role model who loves and cares for you and supports you and is, was physically there, because you can support somebody and not be there is you know you're definitely a blessing and i agree like sometimes god might be speaking through people to you Mm -hmm. to get you to go somewhere or not go somewhere you know um but you just have to listen for that you know now on the show there's a lot of mother-daughter stuff going on i mean Mm -hmm. your mom on the show is uh hospitalized in a facility um and the other your half sister's mom is dead and then you're having issues with your daughter, how is your relationship in real life with your mom? And, and is it the same or different than with your father?
1: Oh, very much the same. My mother is, um, yeah, I, if anything has been inspired from, in terms of acting or just any kind of performance, it, it's definitely from my mother. My mother is absolutely like, she walks into the room, and I just remember going to family gatherings, and she was like, the funny one, right? Like, you know, we'd get there and everyone, okay. you know, she'd say something and the room would kind of fall out. And so she's very much that woman. Um, uh, but also, you know, just, uh, again, my parents are Jamaican. So they always, both of my parents always had two jobs my entire life. And um, and so she's just another hard worker. And she is uh, has always supported me and always, you know, just said, hey, no matter what, even when things weren't going well, which, you know, as an artist happens quite a bit where every time yeah. i kind of found myself uh, at the crossroads going what am i doing is this even working what what's, what you know what is this going to look like when i'm when i'm t- when it's uh, you know time for me to retire and she was always kind of like hey you know it's fine like well you could think about other things but you know you got to keep going you know this you knew that this wasn't going to be easy so She's always been really supportive and um and will crack me up just sometimes on purpose, sometimes not at all <laughs> like she's <is> definitely somebody <laughs> you know, my sister and I will be like uh Winona, <laughs> you know she is she is for sure that character, <laughs> and uh it's um yeah she, I, I I'm very fortunate as well with my mother, just um a really supportive loving, nurturing person who, um, who really, you know, I think every mother sees their child as special. Uh, and she definitely always made me feel like, you got this. You, yeah, you know, yeah. what you're doing, you're special.
0: Like, you know. She was no, but centered, that's great. Uh, that's really great, you know. I mean, um, I also saw, I think maybe if this will be a good time to mention you're in this Kids in the Spotlight Awards. You weren't able to go, but you had a little competition going. Is that still going on? I did.
1: It is still going on. So, I mean, the, the show is going to be uh, this, this evening. So anyone listening, please go ahead and feel free to submit. Uh, and really, I, I say submit, which sounds really formal, but really it's just posting a picture of you and your best uh, Leah look or any of your favorite characters from Our Kind of People. And, uh, and the, the tickets will be yours. But, of course, you have to be in Los Angeles. Um, I love this, this organization. I've been working with them for about eight years now. Uh, they are, for those of you who are not familiar, it's a, um, an organization that helps foster kids realize their dreams of being storytellers. So they will teach uh, workshops of screenwriting. So, you know, they help cultivate their stories into screenplays. Uh, they'll bring in actors. I've done this a few times um, along with Reggie Gaskins. Uh, they'll bring actors in to, to teach a, an acting workshop just to kind of help them understand and feel like how you create a character, even if that character is based on yourself. How do you realize that? And then yeah. um, they bring in directors and a full crew, and there's a shoot date, and they shoot, uh, you know, generally, I think it's about six or seven short films. And, uh, and mm-hmm. at the end of the year right around November, they have the Kids in the Spotlight Film Awards. And so it just gives them all an opportunity to feel how special their stories are, how worthy their stories are to be told and, uh, and to, to be able to see themselves. And, you know, some of, those, some of the stories are they, – they run the gamut. They're, they're, they go from, like, scary stories to comedies to sci-fi – and a lot yeah. of them are just about their lives being in foster care or characters that they've met along the way. And, uh, and it's so good for them to see what they've created on the screen. So they, you know, for a lot of people, if you do not have someone pushing you the way I luckily did with my parents, um, you may not realize that it's a possibility. I mean, how many times do we hear in our community people not even realizing that certain jobs exist? You
0: know. Yeah. So, exactly.
1: Yeah. So so give them an opportunity to see what they can do, and you know many of them really are vying for. You know it's been a couple of years now, and you can see some of the kids in the in the program or who were in the program really move forward and get internships at agencies and really try to to dive in and and see if they can make a career within the entertainment industry.
0: That's a really I, – I was, I was like, oh, this sounds so cool. And then the fact that you were having a contest, mm-hmm. I was like, I definitely – hopefully it's not over. And I was like, I can, you know, mention it and maybe somebody else will hear and they can, you know, yeah. win the tickets, you know, that that would be really great. Now, um, in the, in your career, you have had some, some I guess, um, not so happy times. One of your co-stars from Let's Say Together, Bert Belasco, uh, passed away um c- do you mind speaking about that um and, and oh, yeah w- yeah you no, learned i do it and mm-hmm. yeah no no i don't
1: mind at all um yeah Bert Velasco is um forever will be for me just um my big little brother bundle of light that man was um you know just uh, such a incredible spirit and you know, I spoke of Joe's. What strikes me about Joe Morton is um, his love for his craft, and that was Bert. Bert just loved it so much, like every mm. part of his being. We'd be on set, and he would like he he was obsessed with Ghostbusters. Like he really did have such a connection <laughs> okay. to that film. I know, right? But like he had such a connection to that film, and he was like so adamant about joining the bull the, the Ghostbusters franchise and uh and met some of the actors uh from the film and I mean he just was uh I, I he he just had a very I I knew I knew for sure I was like he is somehow going to make his way into this franchise because he loved it so much and um and I remember I found out about his passing and uh was numb for a few days because it was, it was so unexpected and there's certain people that you just don't even see in that space. I mean, like, I, I don't know, there's not anyone that I think we all, you know, uh, with the exception of much older people, but right. uh, that we, we anticipate, you know, we're going to lose at any time, but um he's still so young and so exuberant and so passionate about what he's doing. And it just felt like he had so much left to do. So it was very oh, yeah. very surprising, but my um, sister and I were driving uh, in Los Angeles, and it must have been about three days after I found out. And sure enough, there there is there is a guy that that is in Los Angeles, and you you'll see him every now and then. He has the actual Ghostbusters vehicle. The I forget the name of it now, but the Ghostbusters like kind of hearse, you know, the, the actual hearse okay. with the Ghostbuster oh, yeah, yeah. logo mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. And this guy, like the the car drove by and I was like, and he like kind of pulled over and I I told my sister, I was like, pull over, pull over. And I jumped out. (laughs) I, I know I scared this dude, but I, and I know that Bert knew him. And, uh, and I kind of stopped and, and, you know, said, Hey, I just, I just had to, I saw you. We just happened to be driving nearby you and I had to pull you over because. I was friends with Bert Belasco. Bert we worked on a show together, and he was like, "Ah," oh, and he totally knew exactly, you know, who Bert was and and his love for the franchise. And I just felt oh. like that was just a moment, a moment of him kind of going, "I'm okay," you know, "I'm okay." Yeah, it's, uh,
0: that's crazy. It's, it's okay. That's really crazy. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you know that happens sometimes. You know, in the weirdest, like you said, just you were driving, unexpected, and. We can't, we don't know what happens to us after death. I mean, some people believe one thing, some people believe the other, some say nothing. But, you know, I think many people have talked about that moment in their life after somebody has passed, and, and then somehow they feel like that person is speaking to them through the, uh, another moment, you know, in time. And uh, so I, I don't think that's unusual. So um, now getting back to your parents being Jamaicans, can you cook any Jamaican food? And if so, what's your no. favorite dish? Um, no, my favorite no? dish—not
1: <laughs> at all, girl. Not even a little bit. Not even a little oh. bit. Like my favorite dish is oxtail. I know everybody's, everyone's, everyone's reaction is always like, "Oh, that's," hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, I really do believe cooking and baking <laughs> are a calling. They are a calling. You know, like you know, when you go to somebody's house and they throw down." They generally, yes. those people generally don't work off of recipes, right? They can basically they have right. flavor. They have flavor connections. Like they know, oh, I'm going mm-hmm. to this is going to create that. Like I have none yep. of that. Like that is not okay. a part of my creative soul at all. I will show up for dinner with a bottle of wine, and yes. um, it will be me and my my uh, my appetite. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> so you like oxtail.
0: Uh, any, any other dishes mm. that maybe your mom cooked or your father cooked uh, when you were growing yeah. up that you liked?
1: Yeah, I mean, my mother cooked. Both of my parents cooked, but, yeah, my mother cooked oxtail, um, curry goat, curry chicken, um, and then, of course, salt fish and nasi for breakfast mm-hmm. and bummy. Um, so, yeah, we, we definitely grew up with the tradition of Jamaican food, for sure, in, in the household. And um, and fritters, that's the only thing I can kind of sort of mess around, and, and, you know, sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> so, explain to the audience, what are fritters? Some people may not know, what are fritters? Fritters are kind of like, um, let me see, they're almost like in the world of a pancake, a smaller pancake, and the the batter is usually about the same thickness, and you can make okay. uh, saltfish saltfish fritters, usually cod codfish fritters, or you can mm-hmm. make um, banana fritters. You know, and, and okay. you know, I think Jamaica Jamaica is very much like um, many parts of the, the world, right? It's what, uh, like with banana fritters, Those you make banana fritters when the bananas are just right before you have to throw that thing away, right? Like when they're really, okay. really ripe, but they're really sweet. So, yes. uh, you, you know, I think, again, in the tradition of like, well, it's going to be thrown away, let's use it, you know? And I think that that's definitely indicative of all black cuisine, right? It's like you kind of find a way to make this work. And, um, mm-hmm. and so I think that was what you that's have. really kind of where it was. What you have, make it work with what you have. I think that is definitely the uh, the moniker of black
0: people everywhere, right? Yes. Well, thank you so much, Nadine. I mean, this has been great. Mm-hmm. I, 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 can we say there's going to be a second season already? Do we know this or not or there something you can drop I, to us tell us? I have no
1: I have no information of, of that. You can say it and then spread the word and then hopefully Yeah, you know, have an, I, I'm I, ready. I
0: have an, I'm ready for it. I, I mean, it's awesome. I I think it's a great show. You got classism, you you got infidelity, you you got health issues, you got I mean, I mean love, you got all kinds of stuff lgbtqi issues uh, it's, it's amazing they, they threw like everything into the pot you know um for the show but but it, it comes out in, in a great way so people can catch it on tuesdays on fox at 9 p.m eastern uh 8 p.m central uh thank you what's up next for you do you have anything else in the in in the work going on another show or just you taking a break Right now, where I'm just I am with our kind of
1: people. That's and that our kind of people is my kind of people, and that's what I'll be doing. But I do want to just remind everybody. I want to remind everybody that we're back. We had a brief break. We are back this Tuesday, the ninth, um, for more, you know, Martha Vineyard uh, shenanigans and intrigue and and ooh, and, ah. <laughs> all of
0: that. So make sure you oh tune in. Thank you so much, yes. Nadine. It was a pleasure speaking with you. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank oh, and you, Joy. come on, really I'm gonna come it. visit in Queens for some food. Since you came <laughs> <put. laughs> I will. I will. Okay. All right. All bye-bye. right. Joy. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Take it easy. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I just got off the phone with actress Nadine Ellis. She's on Fox series Our Kind of People. Check them out this Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern on Fox for a lot of oohs and ahs, as you said, intrigue, and so much more. Check them out. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for supporting the show.
1: Stigma may not directly affect you, but it harms the one in five Americans living with mental health conditions.
0: Which prevents millions of people from seeking help. So do yourself and everyone a favor. Go to CureStigma.org and get tested for stigma.